You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. one 800 060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au Let me tell you They swing in for home terror to love. Third split, 27-6. And smoking up rallies. He gets a length in front of Franco Jamar. I'm the mighty Quinn. And back on the inside is Carlo Mick coming with a run. Smoking up is the leader. Down the outside, I'm the mighty Quinn. Old Carlo Mick. And then came further out, Mr. Feelgood. It's smoking up in front. Coming at him is Carlo Mick. But Trigger's in front, close to home. And he'll go back to back. Smoking up beats Carlo Mick. Down the back in the Miracle Mile, it's Franco Tiger. Gap looking around to see where they're coming. Here comes the New Zealander. Christopher Vance comes out three wide. Jack Morris on the rail. Level advice is gone. Then Westburn Grant and Impressionist. Franco Tiger, the leader, coming to the turn. Christopher Vance is throwing down the challenge. A length to Jack Morris, followed by Westburn Grant is unwinding a run. Around the turn, Franco Tiger headed up in front of Christopher Vance. Clear then of Jack Morris and Westburn Grant. But Gap gets busy. And Franco Tiger's roaring away from Christopher Vance. Brian Gafferty's best. Franco Tiger holding Christopher Vance and wins the Miracle Mile. They're about to corner and Westburn Grant Frost has held them up as they corner. He leads by a length on Sinbad Bay. Over on the inside, four eight tight connection to Foe and Almeida Boy. But Westburn Grant has kicked halfway down the straight. Biggie Frost said go and Westburn Grant starts to come away. Westburn Grant's too good for them. Who's it going to be? Miracle Mile, Menangle, tomorrow night. We can't wait for it. Chris Barsby will be fired up. Good morning, Chris. Yeah, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. What a race it is going to be tomorrow night. Uh, they've all got chances. There's no doubt about it. So it's a very hard race to pull apart. We've had plenty of guests on throughout the week, and it's not getting any easier trying to pinpoint who is going to come out on top tomorrow night. And this gentleman here is going to provide so much information because he dissects all that sec dissects all that sectional time, and I want to know what's going to lead uh, in the Miracle Mile as the Victorian who won last start. Um, you know, the speedster that crossed the beat, Captain Ravishing. Uh, catch a wave. Has he got the speed to lead? But he's with us now, Chris. Yeah, Jerome Nuremberg, he's got this new app, Sulky.app. So if you're serious about punting on harness racing, this is an app that you've got to have on your phone because it can provide a lot of information. It goes a long way in finding winners. And let's try and find the winner of the Miracle Mile for 2023. Jerome, good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you? I'm really well. Has this been an interesting uh, yet fun little project for you this week, pulling apart the Miracle Mile? I've been um, doing a fair bit of research on it, but Sulky.app, it does a lot of the work for you, so it sort of shortcuts a lot of the form work. But, uh, yeah, I've come up with a, a, quite, a quite interesting philosophy with the race. So, um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Well, you can't tease uh, us. Can you give us something? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's just really briefly go through the odds. We've got... Uh, Spirit of St. Louis about 12, Hurricane Harley 18, $3 for Hon Honolulu Bay, Catchaway 440, 40s for Bra Braview Kelly, MacDan 16s, and Captain Ravishing 380, an expensive ego. Um, so that's assuming the reserves come out, but what we want to do is find out where the value is. Um, from a ratings perspective, I've got Honolulu Bay 
as the best rater at a, as a 147 horse. So um, it's been probably the best rater in the system for the last couple of months. And um, it's got a full second on Mac Dan and an, only a half second to three or four others in Captain Ravishing, Expensive Ego, Spirit of St. Louis and Catch a Wave. Um, so it's act, the, the ratings are actually quite close, but Honolulu Bay still stands out as the best rater. Okay. He's been a good horse for your system because he, he was a, a clear on-top rater in the Hunter Cup. Correct me if I'm wrong there. Yeah, I, I mean, I think $9 was a... a available when the markets firm uh, came out on the Monday. And, uh, yeah, he certainly firmed into close to favouritism. But, um, yeah, I still think Honolulu Bay is racing the best horse in Australia. Um, yeah, um, I've, I've done a fair bit of research as well with the gate speed. I suppose everybody's interested in what, what, yeah. what the scenarios might be. Um, so... I'm predicting so the, big, the big key is expensive ego and what he does. Um, I can see him coming out to try and sort of get the death uh, or a forward position next to Spirit of St. Louis and Mac Dan. Um, I think a lot of people are mapping Spirit of St. Louis and Mac Dan as a top two with Mac Dan and the death, but I've just got this inkling that um, expensive ego is going to force the situation where Mac Dan could find the front. Um, okay. Be, so it's a bit of a radical view. So, um, yeah, I, I, I just think that Spirit of St. Louis is better with a sit, and I think expensive ego has to have a crack to maybe get ahead of Mac Dan to get a cheap lead. Um, I think the McCarthy's are... Um, I don't think there'll be a war in front because the key to this race is the second quarter to see what the leaders get away with. And if... I, I have a feeling they may concede defeat to Mac Dan just so that they can get a, a, a slower second quarter in the race. And that's something, Chris, we haven't spoken about this week, really. You know, the, the Emma Stewart factor you've touched on, but also mm. the McCarthy factor as well. So you've got two powerhouse stables with multiple runners here. Yeah, so if that happens, Mac Dan could be gifted an, a, 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 um, a cheap lead with a view that the McCarthy horses are sitting there up the front dictating. They won't, they won't be in the front, but I think the key is being up there with a slow second quarter gives them a great chance of being in the finish and getting a good slice of the money. Okay, um, well, currently Mac Dan $16, expensive ego 26 and... For those wondering, Spirit of St. Louis, a $5 shot. So there's a very good chance that they're the three that could be right up on the speed here. Yeah, I, I think from my perspective, there is another scenario there. It all depends on how Catch a Wave comes out. I think it's going to be very, very keen to get in front of Honolulu Bay and try and get the angle for the 1-1. I don't think it's going to be desperately keen to lead, but I think it's going to try and just angle for the 1-1 but it has to come out quick enough to force expensive ego to trap it wide because there is a risk if, they, if they're a little bit slack that they might let expensive ego in, into the 1-1 one, one behind Mac Dan. So catch a wave has to come out a little bit 
um, well, more than a little bit to actually stop that from happening. So, yeah, it, it all goes back to expensive ego, and I have a feeling that he'll have a crack to sort of try and slot in. Um, yeah, the, the rest of the speed map, I see Honolulu Bay behind Spirit of St. Louis, and I see Honolulu Bay behind Catch a Wave, and Bravey Kelly, uh, four pegs, and Captain Ravishing, yeah, um, the last horse on the running line. Uh, so, yeah, I, I I do find MacDan is a very very good value at sixteen dollars. Its win in the Newcastle Mile was outstanding. It rated really super. So if if something happens with with MacDan, I I actually think that he's he's going to place racing without cover. So that its its rating is that. Is that good? But it has to have a, a slowish dictating second quarter. Okay. Well, he's three ten. The place right now, Mac. Dan, you, you touched yeah. on catch your wave. Let's talk about these four-year-olds. And we've been talking all week about how horses that are coming out of the chariots and going into the Miracle Mile in recent years have that advantage because they get that extra week between runs. So, catch your wave, yeah. Captain Ravishing. What are you expecting? What are the numbers telling you uh, with their efforts tomorrow night? I think the betting thinks that they're like a second or so better than the rest, but they are super horses, and obviously they're four-year-olds, and they're going to be better with additional experience. But uh, both Captain Ravishing, in terms of the strength rating, which is the sulky rating, the strength aspect of it, they are on a par with expensive ego. Spirit of St. Louis and Mac Dan, they, there is not really that much between them and that's what Sulky is saying. Um, uh, I think from a historical perspective there's, there's an unknown factor with Captain Ravishing. Is it, uh, uh, I think Sulky is telling me that uh, Captain Ravishing can do a 25 quarter quite easily whereas the rest really flatten out about 25.8. And um, there is the speed edge with Captain Ravishing, so um, I'm watching the race with a lot of excitement to see what Captain Ravishing, Ravishing can do with his speed. But he doesn't quite match. Uh, he, they don't excel in terms of a rating, to put it that way, with the other really good horses in the race. Okay, so just in summing up then, Gerard, Honolulu Bay comes out on top as far as the rating is concerned. Uh, he's yep. the favourite, $3 currently. Mac Dan's the value runner? Yep, I, I think Honolulu Bay, I think if you can get anything over 260 270 you're doing well, and you can get that now. That's really good value. And six, uh, I think Mac Dan, I think it is closer to a 6 7 or 8 to 1 pop, uh, and 16s is, is outstanding value. Um, there is a wild card there that I think something may happen up front where... Um, you know, when there's three horses vying for the lead, the middle ones, sometimes if they really uh, force the issue, they end up the winner. And I, I just have a feeling that might happen in this race. The, the get okay. the lead, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yep. It's going to be a fascinating race. There's no doubt about it. Really appreciate yep. the time. Uh, for those that are keen to have a play with harness racing, as far as wagering is concerned, you've got to get this app, sulky.app. Jerome, as always, really appreciate the time. Keep up the great work as well. Thank you very much, and good luck with all punters.
Excellent. There's Jerome Newenberg. So sulky.app, it's easy to find and you've got to have it in your phone because uh, if you're keen to play on harness racing, it can really help. So Steve, does that paint the, the picture any clearer for you tomorrow night, hearing that information? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It makes me want to uh, double my bet on the captain. <laughs> Particularly if the yeah crazy speeder, um, Darren Clayton is with us. How are you, Darren? I'm well, thank you, Steve. Morning, Chris. Morning, Darren. What did you think of that uh, assessment there from Jerome? Yeah, I think it pulled the pulled the race apart, especially those early stages. Um, gave us a bit of an idea there what might be happening um yeah I, i'm a bit of the belief that we might see expensive ego sent forward um we've seen him do his best work either up front or or outside the leader he he can do that work and um you know let's not forget that that last year in the miracle mile um he was he was in that race there it's his third miracle mile he's been around he knows what it takes um, I don't, not sure whether he can win it, but um, we'll certainly see him go forward. A couple of years ago, he actually went forward and sat outside King of Swing and run second to him when they went 49-2. So, and that race developed into a sprint home. They ran sub 26 on the last quarter. So, um, not sure whether Expensive Ego's at that same point as he was a couple of years ago, but um, I, I can certainly foresee him getting forward. I think just getting up somewhere near Spirit of St. Louis, if he leads early yeah he's a fascinating horse expensive ego because of his barrier draw he's got one of the best drivers if not the best driver on board in luke mccarthy it's it's a no man's land draw so if he goes back your chances are gone and if he goes forward how much work does he have to do but i think i think they've got to roll the dice the more you keep looking at him i, I think they've got to go forward at some point don't they yeah, exactly. Well, you look at it from the point of view, if they go back early, they're either then just hoping for peg runs and, and darting through there or getting carted into a race. Now, under that situation, you probably think he's got then Honolulu Bay and Captain Ravishing ahead of him and they're the trails he gets in. I don't think he could outsprint either of those two horses. So that really means that, um, you know, to get into the contest, they, they have to roll the dice early. And like you say just perhaps try and get away with uh, as easy a time as they can, but it, it's a miracle mile. Uh, they don't come easy. Mm. Fred Hastings' stat, Chris, was interesting, wasn't it? Read the draws mm. this week. Yeah, yeah, big stat, uh, that one. Uh, since the race has been staged at Menangle, those that draw six are out really struggle. So will it change in, in 2023? Is that all to do night? with the pace and just the big track and all those horses on the pegs are advantage, Chris, when they're really running? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. It, it's so different to, to the way it used to be at, at uh, Harold Park. For one, Harold Park was only a half-mile track, no sprint lane, six horses. Now we've got eight horses on a 1,400-metre track, and uh, there, there's room for everyone. So it's all it all comes back to pace, and uh, those that are, are drawn out normally get back, and, and if they chance their arm, normally they're found wanting. So they're not good draws uh, when you're drawn out wide in a miracle mile. No, that's for sure, and um, well, the, the sort of the stats show that. And then one of the other things going back, well, we've seen King of Swing win the last three Miracle Miles, um, so he led in all three of those. Spankham before him led up before that, um, just showing perhaps maybe a little bit more even. Um, 
you go all the way back to um, there was no other leader has won a Miracle Mile at Menangle, though we go back to the Harold Park days then. So, um, you know, you could say with the last four editions all being won by the leader is the lead the place to be, but then you look further back and um, there's been no leader. So I don't think we get any indication there of of a good lead as far as a statistical point of view goes. Mm. Just on the betting, as I said, there's going to be a real... Um, uh, well, a, a stack of markets available uh, tomorrow. There's going to be a hub of markets available. I think there's one out now about the time. The last eight editions, they've all gone sub-50. They're going to go sub-50 for sure tomorrow night. There's no question about that. The other one that I wanted to ask you, Darren, Steve, Steve, well, Steve highlighted this during the week. Is there a chance, come jump time tomorrow night, that Captain Ravishing starts favourite? $3 Honolulu Bay right now, three eighty Captain Ravishing. Could Captain Ravishing start favourite come jump time tomorrow night? I think come jump time, certainly. Um, it's race seven. There's six races preceding the Miracle Mile, so um, we'll get a good look at the track. We, um, you know, that, that wet night where there was a, some sort of belief that the inside was perhaps a little bit spongy, a little bit off and softer. So, um, you know, if something like that happens and we can see... Um, you know, not necessarily a bias, but a bit of a pattern emerging that the, the fence is not to be during the night, well, then you'd certainly be looking at one of those swoopers or something coming out wide because um, we know that Captain Ravishing can reel off that electric speed that he has. And if he's actually saved for that one real good shot at them, um, you know, if they're a little bit tired at the end and he's close enough, well, that's the sort of mm. pattern that could really emerge. Yeah, I'd love to see well, him, like, coming to the bend three wide on the back of the st- one of the stable mates there, you know, after they've gone hard, you know he's gonna, going to finish off. Well, and Jerome made a good point, Steve, when he said he, he sort of rates the best with that, you know, 25 quarter where the others are sort of flattening out 25A, 25-6. So that's a big advantage that he's got there with that speed. Um it's interesting with your own Honolulu Bay. He thought around two sixty. So with Tab right now, he's three dollars. So that's that's good value. And even Mac Dan, sixteen dollars. He thought he'd be a six seven dollar shot. So you're getting good value there. What is your tip tomorrow night, Darren? You've been crunching the numbers all week. So what are you going to decide on, or what are you going to, you know, come up with as your on top selection? Yeah, I'm I'm going to go with um, Honolulu Bay. I think he's just profiling nicely. My only concern with him is the the week to week backup, but just the way he's been building into it. Uh, he went into the to the Inner Dominion final uh, in December. He was probably you know in the top sort of top tier of betting in that. Just didn't quite work out for him there. He was only beaten five metres in that race. He then come out to the Ballarat Cup was runner-up in that. He drew gate six on that occasion, and that was the race where Copy That was just able to to get away with it in front. Um, Then we saw that peach of a drive in the Hunter Cup, and then he came out in that sprint last week, just driven inch perfect, made his run at the right time, and and then really rattled home and was able to win 49-3. We've seen that the sprint races are um, some of the, the, the better form lines, in terms of the, the, the older horses, the four-year-olds do well, but not quite. Um, I, I think it just all shapes as he is the one to beat. And he's just, I think he gets more options than some of the others. I think some of the others need to make some of their own luck. 
He will need some. He will need some luck, but I think he just perhaps might have a little bit more of edge of versatility to overcome this field. Okay, so you're coming up with Honolulu Bay currently at three dollars right now. Uh, Spirit of St Louis for me. I just think he's going to be in the right spot um, as long as they don't overdo it early. Uh, and, and the other thing I keep coming back to, just out of his performance last week, is that going to help or you know? be a, a hindrance, uh, the fact that he was able to get such an easy time last week. So that middle half, 59-8, unheard of. So is that a good thing or is it a bad thing? A good thing that he was able to not have a taxing run or is it a bad thing because he probably needed that run? He was a runner-up in the race last year after winning the same sprint qualifier. So I think it's time for him to um, go one better. So I've decided to go with Spirit of St. Louis. So going to be a fascinating race, no doubt about it. And Steve, you're with Captain Ravishing, so we're all coming up with something different. I can't slide under the lounge again. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the best part of the race is how tactically there's so many different scenarios. So um, mm. just the early speed of who might actually lead the race of where they're going to go the last couple of years where we've had King of Swing and, and take nothing away from him because he was an absolute champion. Three Miracle Miles proved that. But all those races, it was nearly a foregone conclusion that we knew he'd be in front and from there something would have to do it. it you could roll the dice any which way to see which horse leads this race or what actually happens in the run. So tactically... Um, it, it sets up for an intriguing contest and then you've, you throw in the, the boom horse with Captain Ravishing having to, to overcome probably history and um, a, a terrible gait. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be a fascinating race. Steve, it's race 7 tomorrow night, 8.28 Queensland time. So 8.28, it's race 7 and make sure you check out the TAB website tomorrow because there's going to be a stack of markets available for the Miracle Mile, I know they're going through them now. They've got the time one, but there's going to be a heap of markets, and that will be available after the scratching deadline tomorrow. And the Miracle Mile is proudly sponsored yet again by Garrard's Horse and Hound. So a big thanks to the, uh, the Garrard's family. Uh, it's just unbelievable the support they give, uh, not only harness racing, but all three codes. So it's the Garrard's Miracle Mile. It comes through as race seven at 8.28 Queensland time tomorrow night. A couple of other races I wanted to focus on here this morning, Darren, the Derby, race five. Uh, group one feature for the three-year-olds, the current favourite, well, we've got equal favourites. Alta Meteor, better be the best, 3.50 each of two. How do you see the Derby? Yeah, another really good race, better be the best. Hasn't been served too kindly out there in gate eight. Alta Meteor certainly gets the early advantage from barrier two. Uh, he was good last week, Alta Meteor. Got locked away, but when the, when the gap opened, he really found the line nicely. It was a, a really quick third quarter that was run out in front there by Dangerous. Um, Dangerous sneaks into the field again um, for Shane Sanderson, Shane and Ryan. They've got two horses in the, uh, Shane Sanderson to be driven by uh, his son and his daughter, so a pretty special effort there. Um, I think Alta Meteor, again, he gets that right trip. Better be the best... His effort last week, good. He showed good early speed to get across, um, then just took a run. He might have had a little bit more to offer, had had a, a gap sort of opened a little bit sooner than when he did get out, but um, he was beaten four metres officially, only sort of sprinted home the last quarter. Um, sure thing, Captain, the Queenslander, he's probably... Um, 
probably just going to find it a little bit tough. Um, if there's one at a bit of value and it's drawn wide, and it is one of the other Sanderson runners, it's Catalpa Rescue. Um, he was really good winning the Caduceus Classic three starts back before he came to Menangle. Just didn't go to plan first up. And then last week in his heat, um, just eased off the gate, really sprinted home nicely, I thought. Probably the weaker of the three heats, but I think he's a horse with a bit of upside. And if there's a bit of early speed battle, he won't be in any of that. And um, I just thought he'd represent really good um, each way value in the race. But uh, I think Aldermedia was certainly the one to beat. But from a, a value perspective, Catalpa Rescue for me. Okay, so a bit of value there in the derby. Two other races that I just wanted to touch on and get the thoughts of Darren Clayton, Steve. The Hammerhead Mile. This is a Group 1 feature for the Trotters. This is part of the uh, Trotting Masters series now for HRA. And it's a very good lineup here. And they're going over the mile. Mobile start conditions. Darren, the favourite is Just Believe, who's taken all before him since switching to Lara J Farms. Greg Sugars, Jess Tubbs. He's 220. Running the favourite over another Victorian in Aldebaran Zeus at 350. This is going to be a good race. Yeah, it certainly is. And just believe he's been absolutely awesome since Jess and Greg have over, over, or taken over his training. Um, I think he's going to be really hard to beat there from Barrier 4. He's got that versatility. He can tuck in. He can get forward. Um, Tough Monarch's an interesting one. The horse with the most wins of any horse at Menangle comes up with barrier one. Might just be uh, a couple of years too late for him this race. It was a good win first up, but the the years are catching up with him. Aldebaran Zeus, not sure from gate two um, whether he will have the early speed to get across. He certainly is a horse that has good uh, gate speed that we've seen when he has been at Melton. Um, Yeah, just whether Tough Monarch just sort of shades him enough early that something a little bit wider on the track gets across ahead of him. So just a little bit worried where he would end up in the run out of Baron Zeus. And um, one that I think represents a bit of value, I'm Ready Jet, drawn wide on the track there out in gate 10. But this mare, she's been a super mare for Anton Galino. And, um, you know, you go through her record, she's just always right there, thereabouts in the money. 20 wins from 48 starts and I think um, if it sets up nicely, if she can get across into a position reasonably cheaply, she's certainly one that can run on and uh, give this race a bit of a shake but just believe, certainly looks the one to beat. What about the Queenslanders, Majestic Harry and Van Sank, how do you think that will measure up? Yeah, Majestic Harry, he was he was good first up uh, down at Menangle there. Um, again, He does have good early speed, but um, made an uncharacteristic error um, last time out over at the 2300 start. That was in the the back straight there at Menangle. So he gets back to the front straight here. Um, If he can make sure he maintains his gate early, he certainly think he should be able to handle an early position. Van Sank, um, he's got really good change-up speed no matter where they use him. He's got good gate speed or or save for one run. Um, So he was a a good winner last time out from gate six in that race that uh, Majestic Harry comes out of. Um, That was over the 2300. So Van Sank probably a little bit better suited at the mile, I would think. So um, certainly give him place prospects, uh, especially if they go hard. He's another one, like I say, he's got that change-up speed that can really um, accelerate over the top of them. Okay, and the other feature is race six. Group two race worth $100,000. In many ways, the consolation of the Miracle Mile. 
Uh, we've got the favourite tab, BDJ290. 370 better Eclipse who's drawn the ace. 550 each for Major Meister Bondi Lockdown. 850 for the reigning Inter Dominion champ I cast no shadow. Do you need your head read if you're forced to take 290 about BD Joe? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting no one, way. isn't it? No. Uh, it's Sorry. Uh, it's it's strange how this has come up, and it's always interesting. This was the race that used to be called the uh, the Bohemia Crystal Free for All. It's now the Australian Light Horse Free for All. And um, it's always thrown up a really good race of all the horses that traditionally miss the run in the Miracle Mile. Again, another top field. And um, it's always confused me as to why it's a quasi-Miracle Mile consolation, but it's always been over the longer trip. So they go over 2,400. Perhaps that's where the, the money for BD Joe is coming in from. Um, I think you could... Outside of BD Joe, I think there's any one of, of probably four or five horses really you can you could consider top hopes. I think I cast no shadow is is the one that I want to be on at those prices. I think uh, his efforts have been really good of late. His effort in the Hunter Cup that's over the 2700 um, two starts back. He was he was probably the best finisher outside of the winner Honolulu Bay. So. Um, he gets up to 2400 which is much better suited for him. He's the one I want to be with. Okay. It's a great program coming through tomorrow night, so we really look forward to all of that action and make sure you check out the TAB website and keep up to speed with all those offers. What about Albion Park? We return to racing here at Albion Park tomorrow night. Ten race program. It's going to be a, a crackerjack meeting. The free-for-all is race nine. The favourite is Turn It Up. He's at $1.55. Does he just spear across, lead, and take them all the way in the free-for-all tomorrow night, Darren? You'd certainly expect that's um, a way he could play it. He's absolutely brilliant off the gate, and you wouldn't see any concerns in him getting across early. Um, he's a horse that does have his run space, so fitness-wise we know he's always up to the mark, so I don't think that's a concern either. It's just his second run this season, so uh, his first one back in late January. Um, I think he's short enough. I don't think I'd be wanting to see him any shorter than that with just um, from where he's drawn. But I think either way he does it, Chris. I think if they, they fire off, takes the lead, and he leads throughout or just sort of goes steady early, he's got that real powerful sprint change-up speed where he can put them away in, in the twinkling of an eye um, if they opt to go back. So I certainly think he wins the race, but I wouldn't be going any shorter than the dollar fifty-five. that's for sure. Okay, what's your really special for Albion Park tomorrow night? Yeah, it uh, comes up in race seven, horse number five, Molly's Mariel. Uh, she's mare, gets back to mare's only company. She's been taking on sort of both sexes of late um, and gets back to the mile. Really strong runner. She can press forward from gate five. All her recent runs, not only has she been taking on the, the boys, so to speak, but um, she's had some tough gates, second line. Her past five runs, she only front line draw was off gate seven and, and another four off the second line so gate five presses forward either uh, just grinds them into the ground or she gets to the front and uh, catch me if you can which I don't think they can so race seven horse five Molly's Mariel. Okay Molly's Mariel, the best is there a value runner there tomorrow night in your eyes? Um, yeah I thought I'm not sure whether it's going to be uh, a 
price in terms of a big value, but I think where he's drawn, race four, number 10, the high commander, will certainly um, will get a little bit of extra value with that bad draw. Um, he's a horse that he's sort of been a little bit tricky to follow, I think, but geez, he's been having to work hard in his races. He's been runner-up three of his past four starts, and last time out he was only four metres away. That was behind Delta Three after he had to sit outside of her. Um, it was a similar margin over 2,100 the, the start prior to that. Um, well, the start prior to that was Delta 3 last time out was a, a tough run at Redcliffe so he gets a race here there should be some good front line speed and I think he might just be better um, following that speed rather than actually up outside it so I think if we can get around about the 4 or 5 dollar mark for the high commander I might be wishful thinking but I certainly think he's a, a top hope race 4 number 10 Okay the dashboard is that available right now through the RQ website? Yeah, that's available, and that is up. I think uh, our driver to follow tomorrow night will be Nathan Dawson. Um, Uptown Beach Girl, he gets in race one. She was super first up for her four-year-old turn last time out at Redcliffe. Draws gate two in race one tomorrow night. That is a hot race, race one, so um, she's certainly up against it. It's a really good contest, that one. Uh, he's got Heston Zoolander, Animato, Regulus. Then he gets two for Mark Rees. Uh, Gwyneth P, she was really good behind Delta 3. And then the Trotter, the new Trotter, high-quality Trotter, Call Me Trouble. We see him for the first time in race 10. So got that, got the quaddies, early quaddies. And the trifecta race, I thought uh, race 8 looked a good trifecta to play. That's Gwyneth P's race. I thought uh, we got one or two, one or two, and then um, work around eight or nine or a few others there. But uh, certainly one and two look the two main players in that trifecta for race eight. Okay, well, that's all in front of us, and you can find that by going to the RQ website. So, Albion Park back today, 10 events tomorrow night, Metro Racing, Marburg on Sunday. Uh, Steve, just in closing this morning, a bit of news coming through. We sort of hinted at this earlier in the week. News had come through regarding the, uh, the top trotter in the Southern Hemisphere, Sunday Sun. It's been confirmed he's run his final race. He's been battling a few little niggling issues and connections have decided to call time on his career. So he will not uh, race uh, anymore. So Sunday Sun has been retired. And what about this? Just if you're in the uh, Auckland area tomorrow and you just happen to drive past Kukakoe and take in some workout action there, trial action, copy that goes up against a cooter in a trial. That's going to be very, very interesting. Of course, copy that back in New Zealand after that... Uh, Unplaced effort in the Hunter Cup. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Akuta stepping out for the first time as an official four-year-old. So that's going to be very interesting. Both of these horses aiming towards that slot race at Cambridge coming up uh, next month. So some uh, interesting trial action over there across the weekend. So very interesting. Big weekend in front of us. The Miracle Mile tomorrow night. The, the good horses are up and about on both sides of the uh, of the Tasman Sea.